1: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, and as always, I have my co-host with me, Ryan Gilbert. Ryan, how you doing?
0: Doing pretty good here. We got a free agency underway. Usually stuff doesn't happen uh, too soon, so we got got plenty of time to talk about these uh, free agents here. I'm excited to talk about a few of these pitchers here, There's a few aces on the market.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, too, because there's some pretty damn big names on the market like I mean they got judge on the hitter side that sort of thing but there's like a who's who of people in terms of starting pitchers who are available I guess as as of right now
0: yeah I mean we have Degrom it off, I mean Verlander just won a World Series. Kershaw's great. Carlos Rodon was one of the prize possessions at the uh, trade deadline. So there's there's a bunch of guys here who you know what? They, there may not be too much movement with them, but they're out there. And and you know if the team comes calling with with a lot of money, maybe they'll they'll uh, end up switching switching teams. Yeah,
1: I I don't see Degrom or Verlander really going anywhere else besides where they've been. I think. Verlander's too old to want to, like, he's going to have to pack up, move to a different city, start all over. Like, he's, what, 43? You going to start all over with a whole new team when you're 43 years old, especially a team that just won the World Series. I think he kind of just stays his dominant self in Houston. And I, I think DeGrom stays with the Mets. I know I've seen rumors out there that uh, there's been some interest from the Rangers, I don't know how well he would do out there in Texas. They do have a pretty powerful lineup, but he's he's one of those guys. He's been with the Mets for so long when he's healthy. He's been generationally good. I I don't think I can see him going out to Texas. I think he goes back to to uh, the Mets.
0: Yeah, I think it's good to group uh, these two guys together. The 2019 Cy Young Award winners, Verlander uh, and the AL, DeGrom and the NL, of course. Start, starting with DeGrom here, I, I think the Mets probably are the leading candidate just to bring him back, but I don't know if they'll go over that $40 million mark that he's rumored to be looking for or what he what they think he'll be able to get. And his injury history, I think the Mets have maybe been, been screwed by that one too many times where they're just looking to move on from him. And it does look like the Rangers are really wanting to add a, a big name here and DeGrom is the biggest out there. I mean, um, I'm reading here. Bruce Bochy has a history of getting the most out of his pitchers. Uh, from from been there. Um, he's interested in signing with the Rangers, according to John Heyman. So I think if the Rangers are willing to give him, like a forty million multi-year deal. I know I said on the Hitter podcast we don't talk about money here because baseball money is fake, but you know, these players think about that. And and Degrom, he's also been linked to the Braves. That would be like really interesting oh. to see him go from the Mets to the Braves and just do completely turn heel there against the Mets. But yeah, any team that signs Degrom, I think is signing. It's it's interesting giving his his uh. His just injury history, where he pitched what sixty innings this year and ninety the year before or or something around there, and like you yeah. want to see a pitcher pitch that combined plus over the over a course of a season, yeah, over the past three seasons he's pitched a hundred and that doesn't include all three uh two hundred and twenty four verlander this season pitched one seventy five in twenty nineteen he pitched two hundred and twenty three which is almost the exact that. The um, Gram pitched over the last three years, even though one of those years was shortened. But yeah, the Gram. I think the Rangers are gonna need. I think if they get the Gram, they'll get the Gram and another like lesser starting pitcher, like a, a three or a four, to kind of get that ace and a three or four innings either to bolster their staff. Because I don't think they really. I can't think off the top of my head who they have. Martin Perez is, is one of their best pitchers. He's a free agent as well. Yeah, so, I mean, there's even more reason for them to go out and signing somebody like DeGrom, but he's also 34 years old. Like, he's not young anymore. We talk about Verlander. He's obviously could be 40. he's, he's doesn't really count too much, but he's going to be up there. And, yeah, I, I think Verlander, he's been with Detroit or Houston his, his whole career. I, I don't think at this point he would sign a deal anywhere else, even though it would be kind of fun to see him you know, sign a one-year deal with, like, with the Yankees or possibly with like the Dodgers if the Dodgers lose Kershaw. But I think ultimately Verlander, will, uh, uh, although he declined his uh, $25 million option, I could see him signing back for like 30, 35, just getting, you know, he won the world series, maybe trying to go back to back with them, especially how he performed in game one of that series.
1: Yeah, Sport track has his market value at forty-five million dollars. Actually, has DeGrom at forty-five million as well, which is crazy. I wonder if that's why he declined the twenty-five million player option. He just wants that one last year, like pay me my pay me my money. Forty-five million dollars is a shitload of money. But yeah, I mean, DeGrom, Verlander, Verlander is. I said it before, and I'll say it again. He's the Tom Brady of baseball. He somehow gets older and gets better at the same time. And I don't understand how that's happening because everything in my entire life from watching sports has told me that the opposite is supposed to happen, but he just keeps getting better. And I just come off a world series. win, his first career world series win as a starting pitcher, like I, I don't think he goes anywhere. And DeGrom DeGrom is 34. I've I'm torn how I feel like he's 34, but could you say he has a younger arm since he hasn't pitched as much these last few years? Like a younger mm. arm than the normal thirty-four-year-old? Possib-
0: possibly, but like that's also just could be he throws the fuck out of the ball every time. He throws a hundred <laughs> miles an hour. Like if he calmed down a little bit and was able to prolong his career a little bit. But yeah, it, it's was, just his injury history is just gives you Pause there, and also with Verlander, I forgot he had that injury last year. He didn't even pitch last year, and it was, that's why wow. he that's why he declined that opt out because now he he proved himself. He proved he went eighteen and year, uh, ERA. He's gonna win the Cy Young again. He's just absolutely insane numbers. So I, I'm looking, I'm trying to like search here, try to some find some uh, Verlander to DeGram rumors. I'm seeing Verlander could be connected to the uh, Giants. Uh, we talked about the Giants going after Judge and possibly one of the big shortstops. So if they added Verlander either in place of Rodon or along with Rodon and with uh, Logan Webb, who they have there, that could be a good one-two punch. I'm seeing the Phillies. Someone said as a potential landing spot for Verlander, which That's would definitely weird be. How you found which, that? <laughs> which would definitely definitely be great here. Let me see. Let me see if the uh, Mariners run this list. No, the Mets, Yankees, Blue <laughs> Jays, Astros. It's it's not a it's not a great list there. But yeah, I think Verlander. Either goes back to Houston or signs a one-year deal with one of these World Series favorites. Maybe, you know, he's he's won it in Houston now. Maybe he wants to go win it with the Dodgers, get over that hill. Maybe he wants to go to the Yankees and have that challenge of getting them back to the World Series for the first time in over a decade. Or maybe he wants to go to the Phillies. You know what? I I beat you guys. I'll come over and join you, and then we'll go win it. I don't think that's going to happen. But a question, because I think, I guess the ground here is the bigger question, and people are talking about Max Scherzer's, 3 year 4 to 3 million dollar deal or whatever. Would you as a Mariners fan, obviously not your money, give that deal to Jacob DeGrom?
1: Yes. I would I would in a heartbeat. I I love Jacob DeGrom. He he gets hurt a lot, but I mean this year when he pitched, he was it was uh, I mean honestly, looking at all the metrics, it was one of the best years of his career. Even though he only started 11 games. Hit a 14.27 Ks per nine, which would have led all the baseball had he pitched enough innings. Uh, that was, I mean, last year he had 14.28, which was his career best. So he pretty much tied his career best. Only 1.12 walks per nine innings, which is absurd. Hit a 308 ERA, but his XFIP was 1.54. I don't have Verlanders up, but just off the top of my head, I think the 1.54 XFIP was. Lower than Verlander's. I'm pulling it up right now.
0: Yeah, probably. Verlander's
1: ex-fip was, yeah, 3.23. So even though he was hurt, when he was out there, he was elite. It, I mean, I don't think anybody ever questioned Verlander, or not Verlander, uh, how elite to Grom was. But, yeah, I'd, I'd give him the money because I think he's got two, three more really really good years in that arm and if you can get him somewhere where he can stay healthy it could be beneficial i mean do you think the the heat out in texas could help maybe keep him a little healthier
0: eh, maybe they have that dome there so they're able to have it climate controlled and maybe you know a, a team signs him i don't know if he would be able to sign up for this if he'd be agreeable to this but you no know, pitch him once a week like like they do in over in uh japan i think they do that i think that's what otani was used to before he came over to north america but you know pitch him once a week give him the extra rest day when he needs it tell him you know what just don't go 100 percent all the time you know throw from 98 instead of 100 and you'll be able to throw more innings every season and i think a team is definitely going to take a gamble on him for three three-plus years at $40 million, and I think the Rangers are kind of in a position to do that because I don't know what their farm system is like, but, you know, they went big on Seeger. They, they signed somebody else that I, I still do not remember. The Marcus Simeon. Oh, Marcus Simeon, right, yeah. They, they signed Seeger Simeon, so they had that middle infield, and, you know, they, they're looking to win now or, or, or in the next few years, and the ground would definitely help them do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, you have an ad for us?
0: Uh, I do here. Make sure you check out WinBet. Uh, WinBet, ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week ha- will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgovernmentpodcast.com WinBet so they know we sent you. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522
1: 4700. I know we touched on them briefly, but Rodon and Kershaw is kind of the next little grouping of people. Of- kind of starting pitchers that i would put out there Rodon he led baseball i think he had like a 13 point uh what was it uh oh no 11.9 k9 this year jesus i'm normally good at that uh it was yeah 11.9 there we go uh k9 this year uh free agent san francisco has some flexibility in their payroll So he's a guy that could end up going back there. I've also seen him rumored to the Texas Rangers, which I think is kind of going to be a a theme for a lot of pitchers. Uh, I saw the Mets and the Yankees also rumored to potentially be in on Rodon. I think think he's a guy that might hang out in the free agent pool for a while and see if San Francisco brings anybody else in, like see if they get judge, see if they get – uh, Swanson, see if they get like some people like that in there, and then I think he I think he ends up back in uh, San Francisco, and I think it's the best career choice for him. Like he had an incredible year, fourteen and eight, one hundred and seventy eight innings, which is a career high. And I mean, we'll call it twelve k nine. It was eleven point nine eight, so we'll call it twelve. A two eight eight ERA and a two nine one x So like he was he was pitching that, like he was killing it. it it's i don't see why he would want to go somewhere else and just try and start over again in a new city
0: i mean yeah he he was a rodon was a, a free agent or a trade deadline addition there in san fran and i i think he he will be one of these guys that waits around a little bit see where the Gram goes see if verlander resigns in houston he'll be kind of the consolation prize so to speak but as you said he's better than that he had Case per nine of, of 12 almost last season, which is kind of insane. I mean, the, the year before, his his ERA was 2.37. Oh, no, he he was a free agent. And they, 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 they didn't trade him at the deadline. I, that, that was, I got confused there. But, yeah, I think he he's a guy that's also on the Rangers' radar. John Morosi said that. And he might even be a better fit because he's, he's younger. Uh, I forgot the Rangers also traded for uh, Jake Odorizzi from the Braves. So they added a guy there. Oh, that's right. Looks like they may try to bring back Perez, even though he is a free agent. Yeah, I think they'll be a team to watch here, either on Degrom or if they don't get Degrom, um, Rodon is is right there as one of these options. Where you know Kershaw and Verlander are probably going back to their teams. We probably could have thrown Kershaw in that group with Degrom and Verlander, but for on yeah. the on the Kershaw side of things, I, I see him just completely going back to the Dodgers. There, I don't know if any of their teams are even really rumored to be interested in him because it just seems like that's where he's made to play and it seems like that's what it's just going to be a a matter of uh figuring out what the contract is even though you know what the rangers are also reportedly interested in kershaw they're interested in every single pitcher on the market (laughs) apparently so i guess and it ends up have to we'll have to see uh which arm the rangers decide to sign out of these out of these four probably degram or rodon with Kershaw going back to the Dodgers and Verlander going back to Houston.
1: Yeah. Kershaw's always kind of followed that Sandy Koufax timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's just once a Dodger, yeah. always a Dodger. There, there's no way that he's, he's going to want a little more money. Cause kind of in the, he's he's the same age as me, so I can't call him <laughs> old, but he's baseball old at 34. He's pitched a ton of games. He's about to hit the two hundred win milestone in this next season. There's no way he allows himself to to hit two hundred wins in somebody else's uniform. He's gonna be back. And I mean he went twelve and three this year. He only pitched 126 innings. That might be kind of his sweet spot now going forward, because he was at 121 the year before. But he hardly walks anybody. Right around the ten Ks per nine. Two two eight ERA this year, which was really damn good. Like he had a good year this year and i I think that's just going to continue next year he's He's a daughter they, <laughs> Kershaw's a daughter for life,
0: yeah, before I move on to some of these uh relief pitchers closures here, I just want to look at a few of the kind of lesser pitchers starting pitchers on the market. um you got Shaw manaya he's he's going to be I, I got to look at uh Grenke if he's he's up there at thirty nine maybe he'll only return to, to Kansas City. Uh, Kyle Gibson, I could see him going to Texas, back to Texas as a fourth or fifth starter there. But a guy I think is going to have a a huge contract just based off, I guess, even the past few seasons, looking at his uh, historical numbers, is Chris Bassett. He was good in Oakland when he was a starter there, and then he went to the Mets, and he had a worse ERA than he had either of the prior two years in Oakland, but he's been getting a lot of buzz. He was going to be their third-best starter for the playoffs, so I think he's a guy that... Could be definitely be one of these under the radar pitchers that maybe even the Rangers go for to pair with DeGrom or Rodon or, or one of those aces to you know be the two or three in that rotation.
1: Yeah, I think that's what he'd be looking for too. I don't think Chris Bassett's going anywhere looking to be the, the ace of the staff. So if he can go somewhere kind of like where he was with the Mets where he can slide in as like the the number three, number three, number four kind of starter, he can continue to be successful. He's older than I thought. He's almost thirty four. I didn't realize that. He's like pretty much to Grom's age. But yeah, I think depending where he goes, he could have some fantasy relevance this year too. Especially I think he'd be pretty relevant in, in a Texas Rangers uniform.
0: Yeah, I I mean he'd he'd also pretty be pretty good in the Giants. I think the Giants are an underrated team. They they seem like they're ready to spend and he could be a guy that you know, maybe they bring back Rodon, bring in Bassett and have that big three there with Logan Webb. And do they still have I, – I forget who the other big pitcher is. They, they don't still have Gossman, but they have, they have someone else that's at least decent to be a, a good three or four.
1: Uh, San Francisco?
0: Yeah. Do they oh, not? Man,
1: do they, have? they have They have. Logan Webb. They got oh, – I don't think man. they do. Um, also,
0: maybe not. There's somebody maybe, that we're missing that everybody's Maybe, like maybe I'm just completely wrong. Let them. me uh, look at their depth chart. Uh, Logan Webb, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb, Jacob Junis, and Anthony Descalfani. Alex also. Cobb. Alex Cobb is he's okay he's whatever. He's
1: he, had, for... he had a weird year he was all his stat cast numbers pointed to somebody that should have just fucking killed it this year and then he had like a five ERA. It was, it was really weird.
0: Well, ERA 3.73 career ERA, oh, it came ERA down, okay so yeah he's a, he's a solid guy to be like the the number four pitcher on, on a staff.
1: Yeah So, yeah Chris Bassett he slid in really well over there Sean Manaya as well like you mentioned I like Manaya. Uh, he's the same kind of thing. He's going to be a three or a four. If he goes somewhere trying to be a one or somebody signs him to try and be their one, I think they're going to be <laughs> very disappointed because he doesn't have that kind of upside. Same with somebody like Jamison Tyone from the yeah. Yankees. who's a free agent. I, d- I don't think he is somebody that should be signed as a top two. I think if you sign him as a number four, you're going to be happy. And I mean, his market values. Fourteen and a half million, and million and he was pretty fantasy relevant this year. He had a decent, decent season. He was kind of one of those uh, late round sleeper guys that you picked up and had pretty solid production for you this year. And depending where he goes, I think there's places outside of New York that could be more beneficial to his career than pitching in Yankee stadium. But yeah. It's like some guys like that farther down the list are, are guys that could be moving that, end up actually being more fantasy relevant next year than they were this year.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, definitely possible there.
1: Uh, speaking of former Yankees, uh, what what do you think happens with Chapman? I know he's, he's definitely out of New York. He's a free agent. It, it, you're, you were, you were our closer guy with your closer reports. There this uh, I year. was. Yes. Do you think he could, uh, he, do you think he's still closer worthy?
0: Yeah, moving on down to the, to the closers and relief pitchers that are available in free agency. I I don't know what to make of Veraldo's Chapman. Like he seems he's on paper he's 34 four years old, but who knows if he's actually older than that. We we've seen that with a few other players there, but yeah, if is he closer worthy? I don't think a team can sign him to be like the guy. They can sign him and someone else and maybe have a If Chapman can close, great. If not, other guy can close and Chapman can just be the fireballer left-handed specialist out of the pen. Uh, Chapman's really declined pretty much over the past three or four years, ever since his first few years there um, in New York with the Yankees. He's clearly not going to go back there. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have to sign with one of these just middling teams and to prove himself and be the guy there and maybe— Put him in position where he can be a trade deadline chip for that team. I could see maybe like I I'm trying to look through. There's a MLB.com article. The biggest need for each team and the teams that have a relief pitcher are the Diamondbacks, Kansas City Royals, and the Red Sox. So out of those teams, I would say maybe Kansas City go there and kind of under the radar and hopefully have a good season. Or even even the D-backs. They're not going to be a great team yet, but I can't see him going to Boston. But yeah, Chapman is definitely not going to be one of the top closers available um this offseason
1: who is your top available closer this offseason
0: well there there's two here you got uh you got Jansen and you have Kimbrell. The, the two guys that you know the both uh former Dodgers I believe both former Braves as well I think one of those guys could end up going to Boston if Boston tries to make one of these big moves with another starting pitcher or a um uh, bat as well but uh, you know the i i hate bringing it back to the phillies but the phillies need bullpen arms we saw it in the in the playoffs the the astros were just had so much more depth pitching wise um both in rotation and in the bullpen the phillies need to add both i could see them going after someone probably not maybe as, as high profile as jansen or Campbell. i think these guys are going to end up one of them probably going to the Dodgers again just because they need a closer. And then maybe, maybe the Braves. I don't know if they have anyone just going back to the Dodgers and Braves for those, so I don't know if the Braves have anyone lined up to, to take that job there. So, yeah, closers are always interesting in free agency. I'm not sure what teams exactly need any just yet, but it's going to be interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of teams nowadays seem to be really interested in trying to find those younger guys that can come in and close or kind of doing the old closer by committee mm-hmm. style. Like I'm taking back to the Mariners. You take it back to the Phillies. I'll take it back to the Mariners. That's a, that's what the Mariners did. I mean, Paul Seawald was our closer. You can't see my air quotes, but they're there. It's our closer, but it was just kind of go by feel kind of throw whoever out there. So, I mean, uh, Jansen wasn't that bad this year, so I think he will go to a team that just wants to stick with, like, this is our guy, this is our high-leverage guy. I mean, he had 41 saves this year, a 12K9, which is actually, I mean, that's the second best he's had in the last five years. 338 ERA, which is respectable for a closer. He was he was good. He's getting out there in age. He's 35, but he is the kind of guy that I think he goes to a contender because I think he can still add a lot of value there and he's going to go to a team that's going to win a lot of games. So in terms of fantasy, he's going to get you. He's probably going to get you. I mean, his floor is probably 30 saves right now with the unknown of where he goes. I think his floor is probably 30 saves. Then he could get you upwards of 40 like he got this year. Just kind of depends what team he lands on.
0: Yeah, I could see him or one of these guys going to the Padres possibly. Um full disclosure, we're recording this on Thursday night, and Robert Suarez apparently just signed a five year deal worth forty six million, which is one of the highest paid relievers to a someone with no closing experience. I mean he's a he's a great pitcher. And to your point, a lot of these teams are going to the like using their best relievers in the highest leverage situations and not just saving them for the night. So that could be Definitely something when we get into this offseason where you're looking at, you know, closer rankings. You want these guys like Jansen, like Kimbrell that are going to definitely be the guy for their team. And I think the Padres, they, they went after Josh Hader. Uh, he, he wasn't too great there. I think he eventually got back to what he was, but they didn't use him when they should have in the playoffs against the Phillies. So if they can get a guy like Jansen who had 41 saves, he's been a great closer throughout his whole career, pitched in high leverage situations, that's going to be a guy that, you know, these teams that, Came up short either to make the playoffs or in the playoffs like the like the Dod like the Padres or the Dodgers are, are gonna want.
1: Did I miss something with Hater? Is is he just not the Padres closer anymore?
0: Is I think is he not a free agent? I could I could be wrong there. I could be wrong as well. I <sighs> might have just completely skipped over Hater. Um, he Uh Hater, 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 hater. He's arbitration eligible. So maybe he would be maybe they wouldn't go out there look for a closer, but like the teams that I mean, I could see teams going in the Astros footsteps. The Astros have three or four pitchers that could be closures on, on, on lesser teams that just ran through the Phillies in the in the World Series. So getting getting some getting a right hander to pair with Hater and Suarez now they have under contract would be an absolutely dominant seventh through ninth inning.
1: Yeah, it would. And I'm glad you broke that news in my my ear about Robert Suarez because I hadn't refreshed my Reddit feed in a while. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty cool. And I just saw... Uh, where was the Verlander one? I just saw. Uh, Verlander reveals the Yankees are free agency dinosaurs and they're not up to par. So Verlander Ooh. is definitely not going to be going to New York unless he's just trying to, like play mind games with them so they're like oh yeah what if we pay you 50 million <laughs> which you know it'll be, be fucking genius yeah. i don't know if he's gonna do that but yeah i think that kind of just cements that he's he's back with the astros this year
0: yeah, yeah and teams are gonna be uh shopping for some closures this offseason and you're gonna be shopping for some holiday gifts as well so why not check out the sgpn merch store Get Your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the DGEN in your life. I, I say it, I said it before, I'll say it again. This uh, SGPN hockey gambling snapback hat, uh, I wear it almost on the daily here. It, it's very comfortable, goes with any sort of outfit. Uh, I think it comes in multiple colors. You can get, get a variety there. So, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff there for every podcast, every sport, every city out there. Plus, now from from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamingpodcast.com promo code Dallas Sucks. All right, and then after we think- uh, we talked about those main closers here, we you mentioned Chapman before. I think we have. These two guys here, Chapman and uh, David Robertson, is the really the only closer available after Jansen and Kimbrell, at least according to Spot Track and their uh, their categorization. I think Robertson is a guy that, you know, the Phillies could sign him again. They signed him a few years ago and then he got hurt and you know he was on a redemption tour here with them. He had a good year with the Cubs, and he got hurt and wasn't the same with the Phillies. I think he's a guy that, you know, maybe comes back into like that seventh, eighth inning role for a contender.
1: I agree. He's, I mean, he had 20 saves. He, he strikes out a decent amount of haters. He, he is on the walk heavy side at this point of his career, which isn't everybody's favorite for a guy they're bringing in to close out a game. But I think he holds some value out there. He's, he, to me, feels like a guy that's in, he fits in more in like a, a closer by committee. Type of situation, like somewhere mm-hmm. he doesn't have to come out in every high leverage end of game situation for the year. Somewhere like Seattle, to bring it back to the Mariners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like so, somewhere like that, like where they might have two or three guys that they can kind of rotate through, where give one guy the, the three three straight high leverage situations and then let him get a little little break, let him come in the seventh inning a couple times. And then get back out there so he's not just constantly freaking mentally drained and worried about damn am I gonna walk like my fourth person in, in two save appearances. But yeah, like he's he's pretty good. He strikes a decent amount. He's he'll be like one of the lower end guys to keep an eye on in kind of deep uh probably like category roto leagues, somewhere where a a fifteen to twenty save guy is gonna really matter. Uh maybe not so much in points leagues if you are somebody that even uses closers in a points league, yeah. but yeah, I, I'd be curious to see where he ends up.
0: Yeah. The closer market, I think is not as interesting as the starting pitcher market, which is not even as interesting uh, as the hitters market. So yeah, this is definitely gonna be something that kind of ramps up and we're able to have more information about where these guys might go as the off season moves along.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I mean, the only other person on this kind of, List of relievers that I see that intrigues me is Taylor Rogers.
0: Mm. Where is he? I saw him on here. Yeah, you got Rogers. You got Zach Britton. He's probably past his prime, but still, still a solid lefty. A few, few guys in there that could be other specialists or maybe guys that step into closing roles. You yeah, know, Rogers, free agent. He was traded from the Padres to the Brewers. I think he he did close there. He was. I think it's a submarine, right? Or side armor, so it's especially yeah. from a from a lefty side, it's it's tough. Maybe he'll be signed more to be a, a matchup guy for, for some teams.
1: Yeah, I mean he had he had thirty-one saves this year, so he did okay. Thirty-one saves, uh seven five K9, which is not half bad. The four seven six ERA kind of mm. sucks, but I mean he had a three two six X so he did deal with the unlucky bug a little bit. But yeah, he's he's somebody that could he'll probably go to a non contending team and he'll probably be put in a closing type of role there. And I think it'll be kind of a good redemption chance for him. And he might be one of actually my now that I'm like talking through this right now, I think he's going to be on my sleeper list for next season, like depending on where he ends up, because he's somebody he. He's shown, I mean, he's saved 30 games twice. If he ends up in the right situation, he strikes out a decent amount of hitters, doesn't walk a ton, put him like in, oh man, some, where's a, a team that could use a reliever that's like not really in the playoff hunt, but like could be the Giants since they're signing everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Somewhere like that.
1: that. Yeah. Somewhere like that. Somewhere where he could just quietly save 35 games with a 3 2 ERA. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Know, <laughs> early know, sleeper
1: list for 2023.
0: Yeah. I don't know we got to wrap, wrap up here but I wanted to get your thoughts as a uh the former Mariner who who saved 57 games back in uh 2018. What are your thoughts on Edwin Diaz's huge contract with the Mets?
1: I think it was too much. I I was kind of bummed when he was gone from the Mariners initially just because he's so electric and he's so fun to watch and he loves baseball and he gets so into it, but uh, he's kind of proven that you, there's not a massive benefit to paying closers that much money. Like, Mm -hmm. again, it is baseball. So money doesn't really matter. It's like, whose line is it anyway? All the points are made up and like, so it doesn't really matter, but he hasn't really done anything. I shouldn't say he's, I, I don't know how to put it into words. Like
0: he had a cool uh, trumpet entrance, so that, that's why they signed him, I think.
1: Yeah, you, that that's a good point actually. That <laughs> I mean, cool factor times ten, paycheck times four. It I mean, the math works out when you do it that way. Yeah, he he's not worth the money, but it's not just him necessarily. No closer is inherently worth that ungodly amount of money. So I think that he is still a solid pitcher and he does still have value and he will get you the outs that you need and he will be fun to watch. But if I remember correctly, uh, without having it pulled up on baseball savant, his, uh, his, what's it? His fastball it was like a top five pitch in all of baseball in terms of run, uh, run value. So like he's still he's dominant. He just nobody's worth that much money. They paid yeah. him too much.
0: Yeah, you 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 can't pay any closer than that because just how volatile that is. Especially with, I think he had a had a shaky first year with the Mets. So it's wild that they would give him five years at, at that money.
1: Yeah, it's it it kind of sucks for him just because like when you get paid that much money, if you blow one save, you're fucking. <laughs> everybody hates you like how yeah. can they pay you that much money like you have to mm-hmm. be eric gagne and save like 86 straight games without a blown save for them to be like oh, okay you might be wrong.
0: yeah but exactly. even then
1: you blow the 87th and how dare you
0: yep that's how it goes
1: yeah uh as usual thanks everybody for for listening you can check us out on twitter at sgpn fan baseball or you can check us out on our new uh facebook page that we just made you search sgpn fantasy baseball it'll pop right up on there or in the discord at sg.pn discord and ryan if they're looking for you on twitter we're gonna find you
0: yeah i'm ryan gilbert you can find me on twitter at r sop
1: with that cool blue check mark next to your name that you absolutely <laughs> did not pay for because you're cool enough to get one on your own correct yes <laughs> And you can find me without a blue check mark at Balake B U H H L O C K A Y E. Peace.